Welcome back to another episode of Laugh Not to Cry. I'm your co-host, Jeremy GJ. Hi, and I am your other co-host, Jasmine. Oh, uh, Jazz, you're going to have to get on that one. You fall asleep yeah, at the wheel on me. I know. <laughs> I know, you're new to the game. We'll get you in there. You get that timing down. You'll come in right after me at some point. Uh, yeah, we're back. Uh, we're going to try to keep this train rolling, and we're going to jump right into it. And, you know, I like to jump into heavy stuff off the cuff. So here we go. Uh so the first topic today we're going to talk about is the Israeli-Palestinian conflict that's going on. Um, and for those of you who are, are not aware of what's going on, basically it's a turf war um, that's been going on for a considerable amount of time. Um, and... One group of people wants their sovereignty. So the Palestinians and the other group of people, it's like, we're not recognizing you, which would be the Israelis. Um, and it's not so much the people, it's more the governments. So let's make that clear. Um, and as with all things, it's money-based and um, just kind of power-hungry based. And so within that becomes this thing of oppression um, which we talk a lot about on this show. So I thought that'd be a good topic for us to touch on. Um, my main focus is going to be talking about how the U.S. just kind of needs to keep their nose out of other people's affairs. Uh, Jazz and I kind of have some disagreements on that. So you'll get to hear us not agree today for the first time. It won't get heated. I promise we're not those type of people. Uh so, yeah, let's kind of jump into it. So I'm going to go on my perspective and then Jazz, Phil, when you're ready to interject, go ahead. So um, first of all, I'm in the mindset of uh, just so you know where I stand overall, I believe that, you know, from the very minimal research that I did, it seems as though that the region that is known as Palestine has a rich history and culture and belief system, um, which are mostly um, Arab people. Um, but it's gone back whew, for a long time. Like the word Palestine comes from like this Greek origin. And so it, these people have a culture, they have a sense of belonging they they believe this land is theirs. And if they have a governing body that is able to sustain the country, then I believe that they should have sovereignty. So now that that's out of the way, I think the U.S. poking their nose into this conflict that's been happening over there is kind of selfish and... Uh, but it's hypocritical. That's the word I was looking for. Hypocritical. Um, the fact that we're intervening with our dollars to help fight oppression on the other side of the world, where we have oppression and stuff we have, we have to deal with in our own country, it just seems misguided. 
Um, and also, we're not siding with the Palestinians, really. We're siding with Israel because they are one of our allies. And they're one of our allies because it has to do with, again, money, crude oil, things of that nature. Um, and in my research, like I said, very minimal, but even in that little bit of time that I saw, like this stuff, like really, like took a hit and like, well, there was an article I read from 2006 where it was talking about how, you know, the U.S. was coming in, basically playing Big Brother and trying to intervene and do all these ceasefires between countries. Um, and so like the first one that they had that was listed in there was um, a ceasefire between Israel and Egypt. Um, but if you read into it a little more, you see that the only reason they did that is because both of these countries produce a lot of crude oil and they have a lot of money into it. So it wasn't that the U.S. was being you know good humanitarians. They were just like, well, if you two keep fighting, how do we get oil from either of you? So we need y'all to chill out because there's money on the table. And so to me, that's selfish and hypocritical when you could be using the however much Biden just sent over there to help Israel to funnel back into your own country to help with things that are going here infrastructurally and, you know, on a systemic level. Yeah, I agree with that. However, I think like in terms of the recent things that we've seen in the news with the bombings and the like crazy horrific violence that we're seeing, I think that the U.S. didn't really have a choice. I think that they needed to step in because we are like that because we are a powerhouse on the global stage. Um while I don't agree, well, like, agree to disagree with the fact that um, the U.S. has chosen to send aid to Israel over Palestine kind of baffles me a little bit because it's not those people that are being killed, like, at crazy high rates right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that also, like, the U.S. would have had to step in either way because, like, if they didn't, it would have been, I don't know, I don't, I think the world would have, like, looked down upon the U.S. very much, like, a, like I don't know if I'm, I'm not being very eloquent right now, but <laughs> the U.S. would not have looked good. I still don't think they look the best, but I think them stepping in and giving money and giving aid to this conflict is better than nothing. But I think that at some point they would have had to step in from a humanitarian perspective because um, I don't think that the world's citizens would have let that continue. Yeah. I just, to me, I would have understood more if say Israel was like, because they're our quote-unquote ally, would have come and said, hey, could you help us out? And then we were like, well, since we have these agreements, sure. Mm -hmm. But 
And maybe that did happen and that wasn't something that was reported in the news or whatever because, you know, our news is missing and lacking in a lot of information. But from outside looking in, it looks as though the U.S. unilaterally was like, no, we're just going to send the aid. Mm-hmm. Um, and that doesn't sit right with me because it's just like, I get you have obligations. I get that, you know, the world, we are on the world stage and they do look at us as a powerhouse somehow still. Um, and, you know, people are looking. But at the same time, it's like, when do we figure out that us getting involved in other people's conflicts rarely ends well for us? Right? And so I know why they did it, because it's about money. It's about crude oil. It's about, you know, economics. But from a truly human to human thing why why are we stepping in to be the mediator that that's it why are we stepping in to be the mediator with all mm-hmm. the shit that's going on in our country that like almost mirrors what's going on over there. Except that this is about, you know, land versus, but also there is some, there are some racial implications in there. Um, why are we intervening and in being the mediators? Aren't there, does Israel not have other allies? Does, is there not a, a country with a, not so turmoil written process that could help them. Like, I just feel like there's why us is really my question. Why, why is it that it's the U S yeah, that's a great question. (laughs) (laughs) Cause it's like, Honestly, I feel like there will probably be some other governing bodies that would be more qualified to deal with this, yet it's always us mm-hmm. sticking our nose in this stuff. Like, it sort of reminds me of, um, what is the word? Vietnam. People always big up Vietnam like we won that war. We categorically, in every category, lost Vietnam. Because we had no business business being there. Mm-hmm. That was not a war for us to fight. So now we're not sending bodies to, you know, this conflict, but those dollars could help save bodies of the vets who y'all sent to Vietnam for a war they shouldn't have fight, have shouldn't have fought, who are mm-hmm. now suffering from PTSD and are homeless. And don't know where they're going to get their next meal. So it's just like, I get it. I would have got it more if, if Biden was like, just made a comment. Mm-hmm. And we like, well, we stand with them. And then if Israel was like, we'll stand with us with some dollars, then like, all right, cool. But if he would have just been like, we just stand with our allies, I would have been like, that seems better than 
sending funds that the country needs Mm -hmm. to solve problems that are here. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. (laughs) Like the bombing of people and, you know, the social media content of like people like watching the bomb go off and stuff like that. Yeah. That's terrifying. And it shouldn't be happening. And, um, no. And what's happening is that, you know, it's, it's like I say on this show sometimes, like this country better be glad that we're just trying to get equality and not trying to get even Mm -hmm. because, you know, there would be a huge uprising. Well, the Palestinians ain't sitting with that shit. Yeah. And so they're fighting back, but that's also causing more retaliation from Israel, who is seems to be a bigger force because they are getting this money from, you know, different bigger, countries. Yeah, bigger powerhouses. So they can beef up their military and stuff to do things that are significantly worse than yeah. what the Palestinians can do. But the you know, pa- Palestinians are like, well, we got to fight back because, you know, they're taking they're displacing people from their homes they're not allowing us to have our sovereignty they don't recognize us as people basically um and so i'm not saying that the palestinians shouldn't fight back because i understand that sentiment when you're being oppressed you're like i gotta do something Mm -hmm. i have to i have to retaliate in some type of way to the force that's being pushed upon me at this point in time but it's just also making the conflict grow more because they're fighting a power that's overall bigger than them. And then Trump didn't make it any better. But you know, when did he, he ever make anything, anything better? When did he ever make anything big, better? So never. Um. So yeah, though that's my thoughts on that. Is I wholeheartedly believe just leave the people alone. And, Mm -hmm. you know, they really don't want to because they don't want to have that middleman between their resources because, like, the Gaza Strip connects Egypt to Israel. And that has to do with more money and being close to the sea because then you have ports. So that's Mm -hmm. also more money and blah, 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 blah. But at one point in time, I just wish humans would just quit it with the money shit. And just let people be for a little bit. Like there, yeah. are, there are ways around it. There are ways to, there are ways to coexist without having to kill each other all the goddamn time. Like it all really all wars come down to greed. Yeah, it comes down to some form of greed, be it money, be it ideology. It's Power. A, power is some type of greed mm-hmm. and it's just like I mean a lot of conflict would be would not have happened if people weren't so goddamn greedy and that's just that's just a fact that's just mm-hmm. that's just the way it is but how do you get rid of greed I don't know. 
I don't know either. So here we are. <laughs> I have no solution for greed. Maybe an education on every a global education on community. Maybe. Maybe something in the UN where they just globally come up with a curriculum about what it means to live in a global society. And how I don't th- but I think it's really hard for people to like realize that the world really doesn't revolve around them. Just no. like in general. In general. The world like, would still exist without us here. We're like a tiny minuscule like blade of grass in what is the universe. And in the truth, the blade of grass is more significant than we are. Mm-hmm. Because at least it feeds the earth. (laughs) Yeah. Like we, that was the the funniest thing about being in a pandemic was watching like videos of people seeing like wildlife, like kind of take a breath and Mm -hmm. do things that wildlife doesn't normally do, like migrate in large herds and stuff across major roads and. Like nature was like, oh, thank God. Air These pollution are, went down. Yeah, they were, stopped cutting down trees. So, you know, it was just like, the earth was just like, oh, that's just what we needed. Mm-hmm. Just for them to stay in the house for a year. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, I don't know, people... I was having this conversation with my music instructor. He was like, well, we got to make more humans. And I was like, why? Do we? No. He was like, well, for the species to survive. I was like, I don't know if the species need to survive. (laughs) Truly. Truly, like... What are we doing for the earth that our species still needs to be here? What do you think would like take our place and be the mm. species? And be the species. I think probably all... a monkey. I mean, I don't know. I feel like a mosquito? first plant life would take over. Plant life would reclaim all of these buildings mm-hmm. and everything because that's why people got to cut their grass every week and blah, 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 because the earth is trying to reclaim all the stuff that we didn't dug up. So I feel like plants would take over, but like habitat wise and all of that, I don't feel like. A creature would take our place like that. Mm-hmm. I feel like whatever that evolutionary thing was just stops with us. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like if every human was wiped off completely, nothing would necessarily become like the second human. It would just be like, well, they're gone. Mm-hmm. Free reign. <laughs> we can take over this stuff again. I mean, at this point, 
the the next closest thing to us are the freaking deer. So maybe they would be the next humans. Because there are so many of them because we killed off all their natural predators. So. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's the it deer. It is crazy. Like in one of my anthropology classes. Yeah. We learned about how like the people like killed off every major predator. Like everything that would have been a threat to them they killed off. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine how much more fun the world would be? It would be like a game of Jumanji or something. (laughs) I mean, you know, that's what quote-unquote apex predators do. They try to get rid of the competition. But the only thing is different in nature is that they mark out boundaries, right? They understand, they innately understand, not that they have like some consciousness where they're like, oh, I can't kill this other animal but they innately understand that that other animal is also there for a purpose Mm -hmm. and so the only time they interact is when they're like in the same territory together like what otherwise like what do you think the giant sloths would be like like if we just had giant sloths just like roaming Uh, they just be well one there would be way more trees and canopy mm-hmm. and they just be real slow just moving about i think about that a lot actually like what, <laughs> what would happen like if if we didn't kill off like all of our major competition um like would it be more Lyme. intense Lyme disease wouldn't be as high because we wouldn't have that much interaction with deer and ticks. Um, there wouldn't be that many people. There wouldn't be that many people because, you know, wolves are probably snatch babies in the night. Probably. Probably. Coyotes. They're smart. Or big birds. Yeah. Uh, but the earth would probably be in better balance. Mm-hmm. Or like, what been. would happen if we were like survival of the fit? Like survival, natural selection would definitely kick in. Yeah, so it would, point, it would be whoever the, had the genes to fight off said animals would survive, but it would just end up back to where we are now. So that's you basically you'd survive at this point. No, like as a kid, like if, like if as a young, younger person, <sighs> that's I don't think I would have. Hmm. If you were to take modern Jeremy and put him in a survival situation, now I would have been eaten. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was a soft kid, so uh, I was like um, very long and like I didn't know how to work my limbs. No, I, I was pretty fast, um, but. I was not a, I was a mama's boy, so I didn't really care too much about the violence or being rough. I don't like get, I still don't like being dirty. Like, I don't play <laughs> dirt. Like, my cousin, when we were younger, she would like go out in their backyard and she would make mud pies and put them in her little fake oven out there. She want me to come out. Like, I don't, I don't play in mud. <laughs> I don't like dirt. 
I don't. Do and if that. I and if I see a worm, it's over. So I'll be inside. A worm. I didn't like worms. It's a texture thing. Like <laughs> worms look like things that make me throw up when I eat. So and then, uh, I'm good. And like my cousins, my cousins were survived because they were the ones that were like jumping off of roofs and breaking I bones. I think Jordan would be fine. I think Jordan would make it. I wouldn't make it. And my other sister would make it. I wouldn't make it. I'd be the only <laughs> one that didn't make it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Modern Jeremy in Survival of the Fittest Times. Nah, wouldn't have made it. But Jeremy now? I. I probably make it fairly far. I probably make it far enough to get my jeans passed on, but probably not too farther after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't be the final girl. No, no. I probably. I don't know. I, what would probably take me out? Probably like a mosquito. Maybe. Probably an injury. Probably an injury that I already have, and I'm trying to get away from something, and it kicks in, Maybe, and yeah, I'm, the I'm out the game. It'd yeah, be the sloth. <laughs> you think it'd be the sloth that gets me? It'd be the sloth that got me. No, I I much prefer if it would have been like a, I feel like a wolf or something would have got me. But yeah, no, kid Jeremy definitely dies. <laughs> definitely, definitely dies. When Jeremy started boxing, maybe, maybe, like 10 to 12, maybe would have made a bit further, but anything younger than that, nah, definitely did. Um, and so you read an interesting article about Canada needing aid with COVID vaccines? Oh, yeah. I saw it on CNN. CNN. It was an interview with Chris Cuomo and former governor of New Jersey, Chris Christie. And um, they were talking about how essentially, okay, essentially Canada needs aid from the U.S. and like making either making more vaccines or they need a donation of vaccines. It has something to do mm. with vaccines. And um, Governor Christie was like, Kind of was irritated because he thinks that um, in order for Biden to give Canada this aid, Canadians should start letting in fully vaccinated Americans because right now Canada is like not letting anyone in. Mm-hmm. So his whole, he was like, I get that they need aid, but it's unfair to Americans to not let them in if they're fully vaccinated mm-hmm. because so many people do business have business in Canada mm-hmm. and like just tourism in general, it would, and he was using the argument if they let people in, they would have like a boost in their economy because people would be spent people, Americans would be spending money there mm-hmm. and in turn business because businesses could start opening up and things going back to normal. But also Canada is like in lockdown every other month. Mm. Like they've had several lockdowns since the main lockdown Mm -hmm. and you can't like, and you can't sustain an economy if you're constantly going into lockdown. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. So Chris Christie was like, give them the vaccines, but they have to let Americans in. Mm. And then Chris Cuomo was like, yeah, okay, but, and then he like argued with them. I don't remember what he said, but I kind of agreed with his point because like there's like, why would you not let in fully vaccinated Americans to start helping you open up your economy again? Yeah. So I understand that argument. Um, And now if we just play it from Canada's side, um, you know, By we the way, just... I, I would like the record to show that would be the only thing that I would ever agree with Governor Chris Christie. <laughs> yes, add in, add in that, uh, that little piece there. Um, and so if, we're, if we go to play Canada's side, though, um, yes, boosting economy. The whole world's economy needs boosted. So that sounds all well and good. But you're potentially putting your citizens at risk if you get people who are saying they're fully vaxxed coming into your country and they're not fully vaxxed. Um, and so I'm bringing up that argument because as soon as the vax cards came out, People were creating counterfeit vax cards to say that they were vaccinated when indeed they were not. Um, and America has a history of being, you know, deceitful. <laughs> um, the whole country is built on that. So, but also, so is Canada. But anyway, um, you know, ours is very public. It is. And that information is public about people having fake vax cars. And, you know, there are a lot of, you know, anti, there's a lot of anti-vax sentiment in the U.S. So and even before there was a vaccination, there were people walking around in public places like grocery stores where I'm often at uh, because of what I do for work, uh, who are just walking around without masks on anyway. Um. So it's kind of hard to be like, all right, give us aid and we'll let let your citizens in when we can't necessarily trust that all of your citizens who are coming in are playing by the same rules. Yeah. And I was talking to my um, mom about this, like when I first watched that interview. And um, she brought up the point, like Canada is also very spread out. So it's probably a mm-hmm. lot harder for, and it's like so big that it's probably a lot harder for people to get vaccinated in Canada. Yeah. I just looked it up and only like 5% of their population is fully vaccinated. Yeah. Canada's pretty huge. It, well, a lot of it's uninhabitable, but yeah, they are pretty spread out. Uh, so it's not really centralized. So people mm-hmm. in big cities, probably like Vancouver or Toronto and those provinces and stuff are getting the vaccinations, but you go further out into what we know as the boonies, those people aren't. So, but also you can argue against that because probably any U.S. citizen that's going over there is probably going to one of those major cities mm-hmm. um, for filming or tourism and stuff like that. But, but that also, does- like, if that's the case, like, I don't know. 
because they are have been so strict on lock and they've like because of their lockdown protocols mm-hmm. how are they still like passing on the virus at this point because they've gone into lockdown so many times uh, and even if it, and if you're not letting people in mm-hmm. like it's not like you're going to have I don't know. It's not like you're going to have like this huge influx of positive cases by letting in fully vaccinated people. Yeah. Like the only people that are going to get sick are the people that like aren't vaccinated. And if they're only going to those major cities, then what's the problem? Yeah. I see your argument. I think the only place that was like truly in the green though was Australia. Uh, yeah, but they're all they have no one you can't get into Australia either. Exactly. And so like that's probably and it's the same situation with with um Canada. There's it's so big and everyone's so spread out that they can't like they have a really low vaccination rate. Yeah, but also like the difference is Australia's super far out. Yeah, it's an island. Right. So it's easier for them to go into lockdown and be like, nah, don't come over here because it's hard to get over there in the first place. Right. Yeah. And so you and you're trying to apply that same principle to a much larger country where the people are more spread out, then you're then you're, yeah, you're gonna keep going into lockdown. You're gonna keep uh if you're trying to follow the same ideology of keep everybody else out, you know, maybe it's a thing of that, that they don't have proper reporting, right? They don't know how many positive COVID cases that they still have because people are so spread out. They mm-hmm. don't. So maybe is, and also they were trying to keep us out anyway uh, because a whole influx of Americans were talking about running to Canada when Trump was elected. And so I think that bruised our relations with them anyways. Uh, Cause they were just like, Oh, so we're just your sloppy seconds. Cause you want to get away from a crazy person. Um, that's just conjecture. I don't know that to be true, but I would mm-hmm. understand that sentiment. Um, so I don't know. I might be a mixture of like, them trying to keep what's going on over there under wraps because they don't have all the information and the fact that they're just trying to keep Americans out in general. And it has Mm -hmm. very little to do with COVID. Um, And they can just use COVID as a guise as they do whatever they need to do on the other side of the border. I don't even think Canadians can get in and out. Yeah, they can. I have a cousin who, on my dad's side, he comes to visit. And my dad, like, I was just home not too long ago. And my dad went and picked him up. Um, when they came back across the border, uh, they called his mom and made sure that my dad wasn't kidnapping him. It was a whole thing. But he made it into the country. They were saying that. And we were like, where's your older brother? We haven't seen your older brother. And he was like, well, he full, he works. He has a full-time job. So mm-hmm. if he were to come across and then go back, he has to quarantine for two weeks. And he can't afford to do that. So yeah. 
I think there are special circumstances where they are letting people leave Canada and come back, but then they have to quarantine for two weeks. But then why does that same logic not apply to, like, you just make people that are vaccinated? But also, they are, I believe they are Canadian-American citizens. Because their father was American and their mother was Canadian. Mm -hmm. Or is Canadian. So there might be some leniency in that because they're not just Canadian citizens. They're They have dual citizenship. So that might have something to do with it. So they weren't playing by Canada's rules at that point. They were playing by America's. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's a that's a tricky one to like I kind of agree with Chris Christie is like, yeah, if y'all want our aid, then you know, you need to open it back up so our businesses and your businesses can thrive, so the economy can thrive. Um but I also get it from the other side where it's like we don't really know what's going on. Mm-hmm. On either side of the border. We don't know if y'all are reporting things correctly. We don't have proper reporting on this side necessarily. Mm-hmm. So it's best for us to just keep everybody out until we have some type of concrete answer or something, or at least get more people vaccinated in our major areas. Yeah. 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 I don't know if there's, I don't know that there's just a right answer. Um, but also Chris Christie was an anti anti coronavirus person until he got it and almost died. Yeah, that sounds about right. And then he's like, "Get vaccinated, <laughs> wear your mask." <laughs> I love it because that's the same thing. I like to extrapolate. Uh, that's the same thing that happens with everything, though. So mm-hmm. it's like. Like, I'm going to go there because I'm black. White people talking about racism doesn't exist until they get a black person to their family that they get close with. And then they see something racist happen to that black person. They're like, oh, I am outraged. And it's like, yeah, yeah we've been telling you that it's, it's a thing for a good minute now. But you didn't care until it affected someone that you personally cared about. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that that is it's the exact same principle. People don't care about things until it's like knocking at their doorstep, and they're like, oh, "I can't believe he thinks like." Well, we've been telling you from the get go that, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's kind of a thing. So, yeah, I, I wish more people would have gotten that rude awakening where it's like, it ain't real, and then. They lose, you know, thirty percent of their lung capacity, and they're like, "Get vaccinated, and wear your mask." I'm wearing triple when I go out. Mm-hmm. Speaking of wearing mask in public, still, I'm still doing that. Um, I got my second shot for my vaccination, so I am uh, Pfizer boyed up. Hopefully, my five G fully kicks in soon. I would love for my phone to be blazing fast. Um, but uh, even though I'm still vaccinated, I'm vaccinated and all that good stuff, technically, I'm still supposed to wait two weeks before I go maskless. So mm-hmm. 
I don't know why people can't read or don't listen, but you know, those are the CDC protocols. Um, CDC protocols also still say that you're supposed to wear your mask when you're in public where a lot of people are gathering. But, you know, Americans are hard-headed and illiterate. So... I thought they lifted that. Uh, they said fully... Va- I thought they said fully vaccinated people don't have to wear a mask regardless, or social distance regardless. They have been flip-flopped been back and forth. So maybe my well, information is data. Ohio doesn't have any restrictions anymore. Yeah, but that At sounds all. about that sounds like Ohio. Although, well, Ohio was late to the game in doing that. A lot of when, states did it before Ohio did. Because, like I said, I work in a grocery store for the most part, and it says they have an announcement that comes over like fully vaxxed people. You don't have to wear your mask, basically. But within Kroger, we still would appreciate it if you did, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe it's not a, maybe it's more of a private property type of thing, um, where people are like, Hey, nah, we still want you to wear them. So maybe that's what I'm conflating, um, right now. So, Hey, also people, we are just two people who live in the world. Don't take anything we say as Bible. Cause it's not that, um, so do your own research, love yourself. Um, but Supposed to wait two weeks, but even after those two weeks, I'm probably still gonna wear my mask for two reasons. One, I have really bad seasonal allergies, and I've noticed when I wear my mask, I'm not sneezing as much, which is lovely. I hate sneezing in public; it's disgusting. Um, and my my sneezes are loud, so people like to turn and look at me when it happens. So the fact that I'm not sneezing all the time is lovely. Um, second reason. I live in a place where it's really small. So people that I see or have interacted with, I see quite often. But it seems as though when I have this mask on, they can't recognize me. And the introvert in me loves that. Um, I guess maybe it's the white guilt where they don't want to assume that I'm who I am and I be another black person, and so they just look past me. I don't know what it is, but I absolutely love it because it makes my job in the grocery store way much easier because no one's stopping to talk to me except for those random people who stop to talk to me, and those people I don't know. So, uh, yeah, I like the mask. I enjoy the mask. It matches my ninja aesthetic. Feel like an anime character, so I rather I still rather wear my mask in public. I know at some point I won't be able to because I am a black man in America, and most people won't be wearing masks anymore. So then I would be singled out. But until that time comes, I'll still be rocking my Adidas mask out in public because I like it. Period. I don't your- like it. When, I don't like it when I'm during the summer. I like it in the winter because it keeps my face warm. That's fair. <laughs> but not in the summer because it makes my face hot. And I already run hot anyways. I'm a very sweaty individual. Yeah, I run hot but, as well. But I have been fully vaccinated and fully immune for like a month and a half probably. And I would still wear my mask. 
and I wore I didn't wear it the other day into Kroger and I didn't like it so I've worn it everywhere since but like I work at a hotel so some and I have to like give our guests like a little thing like some general information about the hotel mm-hmm. and sometimes like the mask makes it harder for them to understand me mm-hmm. because they can't see my lips moving mm-hmm. so, and there's like we have like a glass partition and if they're having trouble like understanding me i'll like tell them like i'm fully vaccinated do you mind if i pull my mask down i'll stay behind the glass mm-hmm. so that you can understand me better and they're like yeah that's fine i'm fully vaccinated too but um that's really the only time that i do that yeah i or like around I, my coworkers, I'm not as like crazy about it. Like, I don't know. Yeah. My thing is, uh, like I was talking about earlier with people with the fake vax cars and stuff. It's just like, I also have a very strong distrust of people in general. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying that they did what they were supposed to do. Um, yeah. A lot of people that's, are just going to take advantage of the fact that, you know, the mandates have been lifted and we're on a, they put us on an honor system in the United States. So it's just like, I know in my heart of hearts, the majority of these people probably are vaccinated, but there are still those people who aren't. Mm-hmm. And there's also just those people who like to sneeze and cough without covering their mouth. I and think so, the masks, I think after this is like all said and done, I think masks will be more like, prevalent if you're sick i would hope so that that's the whole thing i hope we get from this that if you're sick and have to be in public that you cover your face Mm -hmm. because nobody else wants your nasty germs but But also what's that gonna do to your immune system it's gonna make your immune system more sensitive so maybe you should just like eat a handful of dirt every day or something or just exercise and take care of yourself Because by this point in time, most people would have had most things or been exposed to most things. So they probably would have had some type of antibodies towards it, right? So if you're, say you catch the flu and you have to go to the grocery store, what harm is it for you or anybody else for you to cover your face mm-hmm. when you go to the grocery store yeah, so that you don't get other people sick, right? The flu is not going anywhere, mm-hmm. right? We have a one of three strains that happens every year. I don't think Miss Coronavirus is going away. I don't think so That's either because she is uh, mutating quickly. She has quite a few different strains. So... It's just like, I, I I don't buy the whole your immune system will be depressed bullshit because there's a whole continent worth of people who wear masks all the time and their life expectancy is much higher than ours. True. Their air quality is shit, but also they have courtesy and in, built into their culture that if you're sick... And you go outside, you cover your face so you don't get other people sick. Mm-hmm. And I'm referring specifically to Japan on that. 
But in like China, their air quality is terrible and they always wear masks. But they're one of the most heavily populated places, if not the most heavily populated place in the world. And they're, if there was some type of decline in their immuno response, we would know about it. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't buy that at all. Because you still live when you get home, you're not wearing a mask at home. You still go outside. You still will be exposed to things in the air. Our air is not the cleanest. Things float in the air. People will still get sick. People still build immune systems. So, wear a mask when you're sick. Be courteous. And if you see a random black guy walking around Ohio with his mask still on in 90 degree weather, it's more likely me. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, did we have something else? Oh, you said you wanted to get skim over. It's Pride Month. Yeah. yeah. We're like a quarter of the way, a third of the way through it. Uh-huh. And, I mean, it kind of, I mean, it's fun. It's a fun time. There's no Pride Parades really this year, which is unfortunate. But it's Pride Month. And oh, I've been seeing these really funny memes on um, Instagram. And they're like, Hi, instead of um, telling me happy pride, um, give me a check. <laughs> hey. Give me some cash. Here's my yeah. Venmo. Yep. Send me money. Send me yeah. reparations. We were we were doing that all, all uh, Black History Month, too. Yeah. Hey, love that you're celebrating Black History Month. Can you drop some money into my, to my Venmo for me real quick? Mm-hmm. Just to show me how much in the spirit you really are. So... <laughs> Jeremy, do you know how um, the what we know as the current um, movement that is like Pride started? I know. I know. Mm, I know the story. I don't know all of the names. I know that it started with a black trans woman protesting. There was something that was thrown. A brick. A brick was thrown at Andrew Jackson's statue. I know there's no. a stonewall. I know the term stonewall. I yeah. don't know all the specifics. I know that, but it started with a black trans woman. Well, I'll give you a quick version of the story. Okay. So basically, the Stonewall Inn was a bar in New York. Okay. And it was owned by the mob. Ah. And um, it was like, it was a gay bar, mm-hmm. but it wasn't explicitly known as a gay bar. Okay. Like it was, it was kind of on the DL. Uh-huh. So in New York at the time, 1969, it was illegal for you to, for men to be out in public. They had like, if they were cross-dressing or if they were wearing an article of clothing that was not assigned to their gender. Okay. So. And it was people like being gay, being queer in the in this bar. Mm-hmm. So they would have to like pay the mob money to keep it on the DL. Mm-hmm. And if they didn't, if the mob got angry or they didn't get all their money, they would call the cops. And then the cops would show up and arrest everyone. Mm-hmm. 
And then like they'd be out on the street and the mob was like, this is my way to like keep you in check. Right. So then um, one night the cops came and the mob was like, I don't know, somehow like a fire started as like the same time that the cops were raiding the bar Hmm. and the cops and everyone was trying to run out because there was a fire Mm -hmm. and the cops were like, no, you can't run out. So then like they were just being really like horrific to these people arrested a bunch of people. And then I think the next day, Marsha P Johnson, a black trans woman and her friend, Sylvia Rivera, who I think was also a trans woman. Sometimes, depending on what you read, Sylvia Rivera will be a drag queen. Sometimes she'll be a trans woman. Okay. I'm pretty sure she was a trans woman, though. They came back and they like started protesting. And then Miss Marsha P. Johnson threw a brick at the Stonewall Inn and it started a whole riot. And then shortly after that riot, it was like the very first like march for like um what we would now consider like the modern gay rights movement. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So I've heard bits and pieces of that story. And you, as you can hear from my explanation, I'm like, Stonewall. <laughs> I knew there was like a J name somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. And but so Marsha yeah. P. Johnson was like a real, she was rubbing elbows with the who's who of New York city at the time. Gotcha. Like Andy Warhol. She was like one of his muses hmm. and she was like a very well-known person in New York. Gotcha. And she was fat. Her body was found floating in a river and no one, the cops won't look into it. They ruled her death a suicide. Of course. But, the, and no one will look into it hmm. even now. Hmm. Yeah. It's crazy. So far, so much for uh, gay rights coming a long way uh, because that's, that should not be an unsolved mystery. Yeah. And um, there's a whole documentary about her on Netflix called. I think it's called the untold story of Marsha P. Johnson or something like that. Hmm. It's pretty good. But yeah, it's pride month. It's pride month. I don't, I, I don't use the term ally, but I support. And I think there's a, there's an issue with the term ally. Um, just in general, when it comes to causes, um, mm-hmm. But I have the utmost admiration for the community and love and respect. And my whole thing, as I always say, is just why are we making people's lives harder when they don't need to be? So since that is my creed, I extend that to all races, religions, sex, gender, all of it. So that's where I stand on that. I identify as a heterosexual cis male. So... That is black. Let's put the black in there too. So uh, I do my part to speak up when my Mm -hmm. voice is needed. But I also understand that they can also speak up for themselves. So there's no reason for me to be jumping in. I would consider myself um, a queer, cis, black woman. Okay. Because I don't really know what I am. Yes, and that's okay. Yeah. Life's a journey. You have yeah. plenty of time to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Or never figure it out. 
and that's okay too. <laughs> True. <laughs> you can be whatever makes you happy. Uh, you don't have to put a label on it. And that's another thing like I agree with too, just from the outside looking in. People don't feel like you have to out yourself to people. Like mm-hmm. whatever you do that makes you happy, that's fine. Yeah. That's okay. No, don't feel pressured to ever feel like you have to tell somebody how you identify. Now I know it's a really big thing within the community to be very proud and out about it, but there are a lot of people who are just like they're just chill being who they are and they mm-hmm. get they feel a lot of pressure when they have to explain who they are to somebody else. So don't feel that pressure. Just live your life. And if yeah. people don't like it, they can get the fuck on. Yeah. And for those listening, cis means that you identify with your your gender aligns with your sex that you were assigned at birth. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's not spelled S-I-S, it's C-I-S. Just the, yeah. there you go. <laughs> yeah, throw that in here. It might be some people who don't know. Um. Okay. Have we reached? Have we reached the uh, Jeremy and Jazz messing around, or do we have something else that we wanted to talk about that I'm forgetting? No, I think that's everything. I think that's everything. I'm trying yep. to. Okay. Um. Uh, so on today's. Jeremy and Jazz mess around. We were drawing a blank of what we were going to yeah. do. I like honesty and transparency. Um, yeah, we were trying yeah. to figure out something that would be like a fun game. I thought of one, but since we don't show the video of the podcast, it wouldn't make too much sense to the audience but I'll, or we can just try to describe play by play what we're seeing on the screen yeah um <laughs> so give me one second hey uh jack you want to do some vamping music until i get back <laughs> yeah so how are you guys doing Good, good. Me too. Me too. Mm-hmm. Jeremy is still off screen currently. I'm staring at a chair, a black and red chair, and a microphone. Oh, and he's back. And I'm back. How how'd your vamping go? Good. I did a little bit of um music and then I asked the people how they were doing today. Okay, cool. All right, so I hold in my hands a game called Hashtag Culture Tax. Oh, my gosh. I saw this on TikTok. Yeah? Yeah, I'm going to be horrible. (laughs) So it's going to be kind of hard for Jazz because she doesn't have them on her half. But when we finally meet up in person, yeah, that's going to be happening because we've been doing this all virtual. So when we finally meet up in person, we're going to – We'll play properly, but on yes. this on this half, it's just going to be her playing the game, kind of, and me probably getting a good laugh. So, <laughs> <laughs> so basically, the game um, made by black people. 
Um, for black people, really. For black people, really. But if you if you're part of the culture, you would get some of them. And so basically, there are different categories for the cards. Um, so let's see. So we have song lyrics. Uh, I'm not going to be good at that one. TV and film. Words to live by. Uh, family and friends. And then there's a few other ones that I haven't open yet. And then there are expansion packs that they have. So basically on the card is an abbreviation of a word or a phrase or whatever pertains to the category. And mm-hmm. your thing is to try to guess what the abbreviation is in okay. totality. Um, rules are, I can't say any of the words. Okay. Um, there's supposed to be a time limit. We're not going to really do a time limit. We, we usually, black people usually chuck out time limits anyway. We just want to have fun. <laughs> um, yeah. Can't say any new words. Um, best I can do. Well, that, that's basically sums it up. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, what category would you like to do? I'll give you a choice. I don't know. Which one do you think is going to be the easiest? I'm really not confident in my skills. <laughs> uh, you know, I played this game not too long ago, and family and friends might be something you might be able to do. Okay, let's do that one then. Okay. I'll try to pick out – I won't do it at random. I'll try to see – Okay. All right. So for the people who are listening, because you can't see, the category is family and friends. And the letters are D as in Delta, I as in Indigo, A as in Alpha, S as in Sierra, W as in Wishbone, H as in Hector. Is the answer on the card? Oh, there it's, you go. It's on the... Is it reverse for you? No. Okay. Uh, the answer's on the bottom of the card, but facing There's me. There's like no clue? No clue. I have to give you the clues. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Yeah. So, um, what's the best way to describe this one? This one is usually said... I would say by a parental unit. Mm-hmm. Um, in retaliation to the possibility of something happening. I'm assuming the first word is don't. Mm-mm. Oh, okay. Uh, opposite. Do. Mm-hmm. Second word is two letters. Do it. Uh-huh. Third word is a conjunction. I don't know what the hell a conjunction is. It pairs two phrases together. Oh, like with an apostrophe. No. 
Oh, then I don't know what a conjunction <laughs> is. Uh, I don't know. It's in the same category as like, oh, think about Oxford comma. You do comma, comma, blank, comma. So just give me what the word is. Just say the phrase and then so we can figure out. What's the phrase? No, I want you to play it. Come on. You can figure it out. Uh, is it something my mother would have said to me? Possibly. Your mom has to sass for this one. So an alternate phrase for this that's popular right now is... Fuck around, blank, find out. And I said blank because the word's in the phrase. Shit, I feel like I should know this. I really feel like I should know this. (laughs) I feel like you should know this one, which is why I chose it. It's usually said through like clenched teeth. Uh Uh-huh. You're in the grocery store. You're reaching for something you shouldn't. She turn around and catch you. I don't know. Do it and see what happens. Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my mom said it to me all the time. Wow. Okay, so it's okay. So it's like that. Yeah, it's like that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's do one more. Let's do one more. See if I can find you a good one. Uh, I might know some of the movies ones too. Okay. You want to switch? See what happens? Are you kidding? (laughs) Do you want to switch over to movies? Sure. All right. Let's see. And is it like movie titles? It's TV. Like show titles. Yeah, it's TV and film. Um, I think it's a mixture of like t- the titles of them, but also catchphrases. But yeah, it's also like a mixture of like um, phrases from said movies. Okay. Did I do that? Damn, Gina. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oof. Actually. Do it and see what happens. <laughs> okay. You will know this one. Most people know this one. Okay. All right. For the audience, if you want to play along, the letters are D as in Delta, O as in Oscar, A as in Alpha, M as in Mike. Diary of a Mad Black Woman. There you go. <laughs> that one was too easy. All right. Let's see if I can get you a phrase. Hello. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. I say that all the time and no one ever gets it. <laughs> well, you got to think, think about where you live. But a lot of white people have seen Medea. They have, but also Ohio. My favorite Medea movie is the one with Eugene Levy. 
The Witness Protection Program. <laughs> I have not seen that one. I tapped out on Medea. There's too many of them. It's so it's Eugene Levy is like this. It's kind of like Shit's Creek where they have a lot of money uh-huh. and then they lose the money and they have to go into witness protection. So they end up living with Medea. But mm. turns out. So then there's like Eugene Levy's mom has to go live with Medea. But him, the old lady and Medea's brother have crossed paths. Uh. And when they cross paths, they made Eugene Levy. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I saw I saw clips of that on the internet, and I was like, uh, <laughs> do you lean on the wall when you pee? Oh, you or? Pee, yeah. <laughs> or, do you, or do you kinda kinda stand back like this? <laughs> Lord have mercy, Tyler Perry. Okay. So for the audience, letters are Y as in Yankee, I as in indigo. K as in Kilo, Y as in Yankee, I as in Indigo, S as in Sierra, Y as in Yankee, I as in Indigo, I as in Indigo. Now, I can make this real easy if I want to. (sighs) Should I? We should. I'll make it easy. Unless you have a guess already. Um, I don't have a guess for this one. Okay. That's a lot of eyes. It sure is. Uh, Viola Davis. Okay. Eat my shit. Oh. It's from the help. Correct. I should get a point because I know it's from the help. Um, <laughs> it's a phrase. It's like a thing that they say. Correct. Oh, you is kind. You is smart. You is important. Good job. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yeah. So that's a little introduction to hashtag culture tags. If you think that's to play that, like in person. Yeah. It's 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 really fun. Um, If you if you're interested in it, I would just Google it. Literally, like the power symbol or what we know as now as the hashtag uh, culture tags. This is not a plug. They are not paying us for this. Um, I just really like the game. I think it's like twenty or twenty five dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also also come. It comes with the timer. It comes with the rules. It comes with all the cards. It also comes with like a marker and blank cards if you want to come up with your own um, that you might think are missing from the box. So, um, little fun game. And if you think you're part of the culture and will have a good time with it, or if you just you know. Want a little introduction to the culture? I would say check it out. But uh, yeah, that's been a pretty, a pretty solid episode. If I would say so myself. What do you think, Miss Jazz? You think it's a probably good? yeah, pretty solid episode. All right. Yeah. Well, as always, stay safe out here. Mind your p's and q's. Don't be rude. 
Got anything to add? Mind your business. Mind your business. Mind your business. All right. Until next time. Peace out.